live from the DT Studios on Talk Radio 1. This is Daily Turismo Radio. Powered by EuropeanMotorWorks.com. Here's your hosts, Editor-in-Chief of Daily Turismo, Vince Barbary, Chris Florin and Ashley DeLuca. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to the Daily Turismo Radio. After our break and talking about lovely stanced cars and Laguna Seca and lovely Button Willow. Yeah, all those things. And Ashley has a, a cough button now, but she didn't <laughs> use it on that, on that intro. Sorry if I just blew out everybody's <laughs> eardrums. It wasn't on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think if you're listening live, then first of all, you should find something better to do on a Friday night. But uh, second of all, this is a continuation of what you were just hearing. But if you're not listening live, if you're listening to the podcast, this is the beginning of another show. Yeah, so welcome. So welcome to our show again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Unless this is your first time listening, and then in that case, you should probably just turn it off right now <laughs> and just go away. What are you doing uh, with your life? <laughs> yeah, just ask yourself that question before you listen anymore, because not good, bad things will happen from here. And if you've listened to more than one, you should give us a rating and review on iTunes. That's right. That really helps um, make us feel like you know we have some self worth. I mean, yes. you know, we sit here and, and we cry after this after the show. So. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes for an hour. Yeah. Just sit here and cry. <laughs> no, um, it, it helps. It helps us. Uh, feedback is good. We want to know what we're doing right, what we're doing not so right. You know, whether we should have been born or not. Um, yeah. All those good things. Uh, so yeah, we are going to play a little bit of a game. And in my in my show schedule here, I have Ben's needlessly complex and mind numbing game. Otherwise um, known as whatever that may be. Three <laughs> hosts enter. Defend your car. One host leaves. In a world not far away, man can only survive by proving he has the knowledge of the car. Three hosts will enter, only one will leave. For the first time in human history, Daily Turismo Radio presents Defend Your Car. Okay. So we're going to do it a little differently today. Okay. <laughs> In front of you, you guys each have a pile of cards. I see that. Each card contains a car, one from, I believe it's the aughts, one from the 90s, and one from the 70s, and then there's kind of a wild card, which is- Is there an 80s car in there? I don't think I did 80s cars. Oh. Boo. got to do 80s Boo, cars. Boo, hiss. Pickle. Anyway. I can mute her from over here. It's okay. <laughs> she can mute herself now, too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, what I'm to mute myself. So, so basically, you're going to pick your card okay. from the top. I think they're all Just organized. take the one yeah, take right the one off the on top. top. Take the one on the top. You didn't okay. shuffle, can right? I do, can I do it right now? I didn't, I didn't shuffle. Yeah. I was all just right. idly fiddling. And then okay. tell our listeners what you got. Uh, okay. Ashley, Ashley goes first. I have a Maserati Coupe Cambio Corsa. Oh yeah, that's the um, flappy pedal. Mm. You know, semi-auto. Okay. Gear, you know. Got it's it. A, what year is it? Two thousand two. Uh, is that top? a zero? It looks zero, like G two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah O two. So th this is the you can Gangster find the, number two. You can find these really cheap now. By the way, they really? are in Daily Turismo territory. This is a V eight. It's a rear drive coupe with a Ferrari V eight that you can find for like twelve grand. Wow. Um, and I think the Cambio Corsa ones are even cheaper because they have problems with the transmission. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
And Seaflow, you are? I have the Pontiac Grand Prix GT 2001 model year. A and fine when, piece of American <laughs> engineering. <laughs> and just so people know that it's not rigged, you guys each picked your own pile. That's you right. Yes. That. Okay. And in in more sense, in more ways than one, in a literal sense, I picked a pile of cards, and then I just picked a total pile, which is the Pontiac Grand Prix GT. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So your first category <laughs> is ice racing. Oh. Ice racing. Sea flow. Okay. So mine's front wheel drive. It will pull itself through the turns. Um, Little known fact that the Pontiac Grand Prix GT came with a studded tire option where you press a button on the shifter and, and studs pop out of the tires. Um, little known fact. <laughs> um, and you do tend to find these in kind of the Rust Belt area, so, you know, the Midwest and the, and the frozen north. Um, so they'd be, it'd be easy to get parts for if you crash while you're ice racing or if you, you know, go into the icy waters and, and die. Uh, <laughs> and I, someone could salvage your car and get parts yeah 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 it's worth something up there if it's not a totally rusted out one um it's probably got a 3800 v6 which makes a decent amount of power uh it's cheap good for you know thrashing around yeah it's basically the ideal ice racing car if there ever was one. well <laughs> <laughs> yeah Go ahead, Ashley. <laughs> if you have the Maserati, it's rear-wheel drive, correct? You've got front-engine right. rear-wheel drive. So you've got, you know, V8 power. And uh, there's not really much more to say other than you're just going to have, like, a smile plastered on your face when you're driving this through the ice because you're just going to be sliding all over the place. And, uh, you know. It yes. will have so you're its gonna tail be sliding out. all over the place, you're, but you're not going to win. <laughs> I'm not going to. Whoa! I can't believe a, moder- a Maserati is going to lose to a Grand. You know what? <laughs> it could happen. Oh man! We should stage this actual race. We should go buy these two cars and then go up to North Dakota or somewhere and ice race them. What do you think? Yes, I think that sounds good. <laughs> we should actually reenact all of the former Defender cars to find out who would actually win. <laughs> What do you think? Okay, we, we, we need, need to get a sponsor. We need Top Gear budget. Yeah. Come on. We, need a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, we don't sponsor. need quite that. We need yeah. like um, you know local news budget or you know like uh, <laughs> El Camino College community community uh, exactly. access. That just their budget would be enough. We need somebody yeah. to enroll at El Camino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Oh man, it pains me to do this. Seaflo, you win. Oh, ah. Grand Prix, GT. God, shout it wasn't out to such GDP a big job. pile after all. Oh, okay, what's the next car, uh, Ashley? Ooh, next one is 91 Honda Beat. Oh. I'm totally okay with that. This will win. <laughs> I'm confident. <laughs> ah, I have a 1996 Jaguar XJR 5-speed. <laughs> Righto. <laughs> no worries, just right. <laughs> and your category is driving to work every day for 10 years. Yes. Ashley, go ahead. This is perfect because... <laughs> <laughs> The Honda Beat is a Japanese K car. The one that's on here is a 91. So these cars were meant to drive through the city. They're small and, uh, you know, they're meant to kind of be, I don't know if it's necessarily commuter cars, but they're meant to be small so you can maneuver them around city and park them in small parallel parking spaces. So if you're working in the city and you don't have public transportation options like you do in other countries, like if you're in the United States... So, you know, this would be a good car. You can kind of park it in anywhere, and it's small, and 
the beat is a convertible, so you know you can be cool while you're driving, and uh, which is important in this competition. Doesn't it have a 660 cc? Doesn't it have a zebra stripe interior as well. Yes, this one <laughs> did stock, have some right? awesome yes. floor mats. I think, <laughs> I think the seats and the floor mats from the factory on all of them. I think they had the zebra stripe because everyone I've what? ever looked at. And we should that. we should say that you can find all these cars on dailyturismo.com as well. Mm. So go to the website. That's right. Okay. All right, Seaflow. Okay, the 1996 Jaguar XJR. <laughs> it's quite nice, actually. <laughs> if, if you can do the if you can do the whole thing in that accent, you'll actually you'll I get think some bonus I, points. I, I think I can. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> uh, uh, the Jaguar will have a low cost of entry. Uh, they're fully depreciated at the moment, so they will be cheap to buy. You got to drive it for ten Not years. Not so though. cheap to maintain. <laughs> But uh, find a specialist shop and pop round like British Motor Works <laughs> and uh, make good friends, you know, make some tea for your mechanic. And uh, you could you could stop because you're not going this one. <laughs> it's, not it's for 10 years. A sumptuous leather interior. It's rich mahogany. The okay. Honda Beat is actually the cheapest <laughs> yes. out of all of the K cars though, that came out in that time as well. So this would be. And you could tell that you like that car. The smile Thick on her face carpets. while she's talking about this little K car is like. <laughs> <laughs> Thick wool carpets. Yes. <laughs> Hand-hewn uh, ship so, knob. So uh, Ashley Jaguar. obviously wins. Woo. <laughs> okay. Jaguar XJR is a supercharged V8. So we're tied at one. Seaflow, <laughs> your oh, next car. It. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you I lost. like the Jaguar. Uh, okay, set 1975 Charger. Ooh. Dodge, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, primer, paint, and rusty is what it says. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you looked on Daily Turismo and you found that we were... Talking about a 1975 Charger that was rusty. And primer. But and that's primer. not uncommon for um, DT cars. No. And especially an old muscle car where, like, if you bought a nice one, it would be it would be out of our budget. Yes. Right? Because we're capped at $20,000. Ashley, your car. And I have a 1973 Fiat Spider. Hmm. That's a good Ooh. one. It is a good one. I was just admiring that before the show. Yes. In that lovely baby blue color. Oh, Ooh, and it's a good category too. Hey, uh, ben, you need to specify this a little more clearly because people think seventy-five Charger. They're they're thinking of like the muscle car. Mm-hmm. This is actually a Valiant Chrysler Valiant Charger. So Seaflow, it's an Australian. Seaflow, we've been doing this show long enough that you should know that I got no idea what that you're ben talking about. Ben doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, is that, that too. This is an Australian car that was never sold here and I have no clue what it is or I don't, well, I don't you know can, You can just go with oh, the Oh, well, perfect. I win by default. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, oh, it's a perfect, it's a great category because it's flipping. Oh. Hmm. All right. Who goes Steve first? Up. Wait, flipping like, like turning no, it like, upside <laughs> down or like selling? <laughs> like buying and selling. Oh, okay. So buying and the selling. 75 Chrysler Valiant <laughs> Charger, um, <laughs> it's got a durable inline six engine. It's 4.3 liter. Um, it is a three-speed automatic, easy to source parts for. Um, it's a rusty primer car, so you're going to have to do some body work, but it's only, oh, crap, it's $11,000. I was going to say, <laughs> it's only like $1,000, so y- you can flip it and have no, no, this is, I would not buy this to flip. This is not a good deal. Even if it, <laughs> so are you just basically conceding right now? You're like, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think like it, in my mind, like okay, if I saw this car for sale, what you know, what would I do to flip it? And I, I'm seeing this now, and I'm thinking, no, I would pass. Sorry. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you could pretty much say anything and win this round. 
Well, this spider is only fourteen hundred dollars on yeah. Craigslist right now, so yeah, um, that's a little unfair for this. <laughs> I know <laughs> this would legitimately be a good deal to flip. Um, yeah, it's in really great condition. It doesn't look like there's any body damage on this car. Um, any it, rust? There. It's I'd... a Fiat, so yes. Right. <laughs> well, you know that kind of comes with territory, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's just character rust. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it actually it it, it looks nice. <laughs> that does look like a. A very nice car for fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, the ad lists. Uh, it says the ad list the mileage around thirty one thousand miles. So I mean, it's got plus one or two hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> either that uh, or it's very stolen. It's or just <laughs> it's just been broken so long that yeah, it's exactly. only done that. Many miles. <laughs> yeah. People don't have to know that if you're flipping it. Come on, that's you right. Can convince well, my, someone, right? Yeah. If you just like if you restore this and then you know you get it looking really nice and well, then polished up and then you're like oh it's only got thirty one. I noticed miles. Um, Johnny, our, our contributor who wrote, who wrote this up, he used the tin worm badge, so I'm pretty sure that means it's rusty. That little see the little worm up uh, at the top right. Wah, wah. So you got to factor in, <laughs> factor in some rust repairs into your flip budget. Even still, right. at fourteen hundred dollars, this is you know. I yeah. Still a pretty good deal. You could flip I'm, it. I'm making the argument with <laughs> <Yeah>. you, <laughs> but that that's a good point. Is that you know that's kind of what daily tourism is all about. Not not necessarily flipping, but getting a good deal on a car and and being smart about buying a car. And in this case, it would not be smart to buy this Charger. It would be more smart to buy the Fiat. Yes. Yeah. And you can look so cool doing it. <laughs> it's such a cool car. So Ashley wins again. Woo. That's two. All right. What's the next card? Uh, Ashley, what's your card? A 66 Saab 96 special. Oh, those are cool. Saab. I want that one. Uh, I got a 68 Datsun 411 SSS, which is also Ooh. cool. Ooh. Yeah. That is also a cool car. Um, that's, yeah. per- that's a perfect category, too, because it's a Friday night car show. Oh, okay. Ashley, you want to try and go first? So there, there's your car up there's on the screen. There's your car up on the screen. Oh, interesting. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is the t- category? Friday it's, Night Car Show. Friday Night oh, Car Friday Show. Oh, Friday Night Car Show. Okay. So you roll up in your sob. Yeah. I mean, this uh, it's a 66 <laughs> sob. <laughs> that is correct. This thing kind of looks like a bathtub. Um, you could probably carry at least, uh, you know, two people and a dog in this <laughs> to a Friday Night Car Show. Um, I think it sells, what is this, six grand mm-hmm. for sale right now? Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Hey, oh I can Uh-oh. help you out a little bit. I'm looking <laughs> this, through these pictures on It here. might not be obvious from looking at it, but this is a two-stroke. Oh, interesting. Yes, well, that is interesting. you would get all of the uh, car nerds, all of the engineers coming over in you know, nerding out about having a two-stroke motor in a... Uh, in a bathtub. In yeah. a bathtub, <laughs> yeah. Upside-down <laughs> Yeah, have you guys ever heard one of these run? No. no. Two-stroke sob? It sounds really awesome. It's it's like... like it sounds like... Sounds like a motorcycle? Sounds like three motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> what was the production volume uh, on these? Any like idea? Like how many did they make? Yeah. Uh, they made a lot. I don't... I mean, for for the time and for the... For, you know... It is one of the Sweden. ugliest cars I've ever seen. I'm, oh, I'm having a hard time looking at this thing because it's just hurting my eyes. It was one of the best um, WRC rally cars back in the day. Hmm. Really? Yeah. It's, it was front-wheel drive when most cars weren't, and it was light and nimble and all that good stuff. Anyway, I'm just helping I'm helping you win again. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> I 
Okay. So All right, Steve, what do you got? My car is the 68 Datsun. Uh, the 411 was kind of the precursor to the 510. Everybody loves the 510, so um, there's a lot of those at car shows. But when you roll up in a 411, you're like the OG because you've got the older car that everybody goes, oh, damn, look at that. And it's, a little, I think, a little bit smaller. Um, it's got three S's in the name, so, I mean, it's going to win based on that, right? <laughs> um this one's like very straight looking i think there's only one real clear picture of it but nice red good paint straight body good looking little four-door sedan lowered kind of looks like a 2002 um everybody loves those and really it's (laughs) you were totally winning until you said that (laughs) everybody loves those yes oh yeah sorry i forget your history with those um yeah, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's yeah. it's a good uh, it's a good like um, you know low key but but good looking car to take to like a casual car show and, and just kind of hang out by. Oh, no big deal. Yeah, I just picked this up the other day. Total hipster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, what, Steve, I'm gonna give you the win on that one though. All right, thank you. <laughs> so are we, is that a tie now? Yeah, it's tied. So what's your last card, Steve? My last card is the 1958 Berkeley Sports SE328. I think it's an 8. Anyway, uh, the uh, Berkeley. Ashley. I have the VW Dune Buggy, but you didn't <laughs> mention on here that it was a Caterham. Is this kind of like a Caterham production Dune Buggy kit thing? Uh, that looked, It does look like a Caterham, yes. like a 7. Who is that made by? Uh, what is it just the... says Caterwagen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like catering dune buggy. Um, Volkswagen dune buggy? Maybe, maybe well, it just Well, it's, oh. it's on a Volkswagen pan, but that body was made by somebody else. I'd be surprised if Caterham made that. It, so I think building it was, a Caterham. What's that? Yeah, that's what, if you look on here. Well, it looks like one, but I think what's, what we're looking at here is somebody who made a body for a dune buggy that, that just kind of looks like a Caterham yeah. or a Lotus 7. It's still pretty cool. The whole article just talks about it being less Volkswagen-y and more lotus and yeah. like there's not really any... It <laughs> doesn't say who made it, so we'll just call it a one-off or maybe maybe there was some... Custom. Maybe there was some small company that made these. I don't know. Okay. So your category is... A bank heist. Ooh. Getaway vehicle. All right. Seaflow, go ahead. Well, the Berkeley Sports is another front-wheel drive, two-stroke car (laughs) (laughs) that's tiny. I mean, you could fit it in this room with no problem, but you're going to look good in that bank (laughs) heist because it's very stylish. Um, It's probably not going to be very fast. It's not going to be reliable. Uh, it will be very memorable. You're to supposed any- to be defending your car. Yeah, C-flow. I'm going through. Uh, this is this is one form of of uh, you know argument. This is I'm gonna get out get all the stuff out of the way that's against me, and then I'm gonna address the things that. that uh, will go help. ahead, go ahead. It's your argument. <laughs> <laughs> it's your floor. So I'm counselor. getting to the thing that makes this the best car for a bank heist, and that is the fact that it could fit in the bank vault. It could actually fit in the safe, so you could like beam in, or you could tunnel in. Beam in. <laughs> if, you know, on, if you're on, like on another planet right now. About if you're on SETI Alpha Six or whatever, then then you can beam in. But I guess on Earth you'd have to like tunnel under the bank, and then you, you know you could you could drill a real small tunnel, and this little car would fit in there. And you're you're cruising along in the tunnel, and then you pop out inside the the safe, and which is locked, so nobody knows that you're in there. 
and then you load all the gold bars in your Berkeley, and then it goes, and it won't, <laughs> won't move. And then you don't go anywhere, <laughs> then you're just stuck in the So you throw some the of the vault. gold bars out, and, and then you leave, and, and nobody's the wiser. So that's why. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> well, my car is also tiny and good for going through tunnels since it looks like a caterham. Um, it has a Volkswagen Flat 4 in it that uh, has some extra bolt-ons, uh, you know, I it doesn't Razzmatazz. mention. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> mention what the uh, horsepower is on oh, this bad boy. I mean, but, it's uh, probably 60. <laughs> well, in a car that size, you know. It's enough. Yeah. yeah. You could definitely get at least one sizable bag of gold in that little car and make a fast getaway. Yeah. And it's got roll protection. So Mm. if something does happen along the way when you're stealing anything and, you know, you get shot out and you roll over, you will still survive. And then you can run away with your gold. Yeah. You could totally like take, you know, you can go through the desert down to Mexico. Totally. But but, but the the roll bar might be a, a, you know, a bad thing in that tunnel that you dug because now the car's so tall. But look how small it is. It's still small. No, that's like it's like eight feet tall. <laughs> Shut up! It's not eight feet tall. <laughs> that is still the Berkeley's so. Really so, so once again, Ashley wins. Uh, Woo! All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was totally random. She won that one legitimately on merit. Wow! I didn't. Yeah, no cheating for Ashley. Good job, Ashley. I'm proud of you. Have so far you cheating come, in this before? No, cheating? there's no cheating before. No. <laughs> Pity, pity votes know. by Ben. No, sure nothing like how that. you cheat <laughs> in this game. I gotta figure that out. <laughs> you have to pick the pile that has an A on it. Oh, a for awesome. Got it. And Ashley. Yay. <laughs> yeah, because ben, ben probably stacked the deck and gave me all the crappy ones. No, I, actually, um, it was totally random. Okay. It was legitimately random that time. Mm-hmm. I have like some other ones too. No, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget. It was like four that I didn't put together. Oh, yeah, so, like the, the 86 Alpha. That mm-hmm. actually would have been my car of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's too bad because <laughs> we're not doing that. Yeah, no car of the week. <laughs> All right, close uh, it down, Seaflow. So if you're listening to this show, which uh, I don't know why you would be. Um, Apologies. You know, <laughs> first of all, we apologize. <laughs> Second of all, I think next you're going to hear some um, interviews with a uh, bunch of drivers from the Global Rallycross series that we got to, or Vince and Ben got to hang out with last night at K1 Speed which is an indoor karting place right here in Gardena on Vermont Avenue. Um, and there was a neat kind of a media versus racers type of thing where Vince got to drive a cart and, and race versus these professionals. Yeah, he didn't do so well. He didn't? Okay. Not against the professionals. He actually he was pretty good He's, with all the rest of the when, press. W- when we but, go as a group, he finishes up near the top. Yeah, but, but he also was the lightest of all the press people that uh, were racing by far. Okay. So, so he was the least bad press person yes okay well good for him um but this is kind of a cool way for people to interact with the rally cross heroes and who doesn't like watching bloggers and want to be radio hosts bash around wheel to wheel with professional drivers i mean come on watching the professionals was was it was interesting because they were they were just kind of screwing around until the last one was actually time to race oh okay and all of a sudden everybody got serious (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah. Um, well, if you missed that, you can go to the Los Angeles round of Global Rallycross, which is happening this weekend, October 8th and 9th, here at the Port of Los Angeles, which I believe is near San Pedro. Um, Two-day tickets are $65, and it's a Red Bull event. Where do they get tickets at? Uh, it's probably redbullgrc.com or something. I don't know. 
I don't know. Oh, I, I thought I'm you had it. Tickets. Oh, you're killing me. No, I didn't get. I didn't get that. It's on the Google box. You can just check yeah, it there out. There you go. <laughs> yeah, plug it into the the Google inter- box, the internet, yes. and you'll find it. Okay, excellent. All right, so um, we're gonna listen to that. But thanks uh, to everybody. Ashley. Thanks to Ashley. Thanks to producer Ben. And keep on wrenching. Keep on wrenching. <laughs> Me how to pronounce your name first off? Bilko. Bilko. Bilko? Yeah, I'll say Bilko, but that's Australian, so you guys don't get it. Oh, yeah. Why, why don't we. Bilko? But in Australia, it's just Bilko, because we speak really funny and really different. So if I said Bilko, people would just say Bill. They don't, they don't quite get the whole thing. If I'm at Starbucks and I say Blake, because my real name is Bleak, if I say Blake, I get like Blake or something or Mike written on my coffee. <laughs> So I gotta put the Californian accent on when I'm talking. <laughs> and everyone, we, we we all speak really fast in California as well. So that, no, that's kinda... no, that's bullshit. You nope. guys don't speak fast at all. You break you break every sentence up with like, oh my gosh, <laughs> shut the fuck up, seriously, You're totally, no way, totally, dude. Where Australians like we do ten words will cover a whole Californian paragraph. All right, so. Uh, tell me, Bilko, uh, or tell our listeners, uh, what is Global Rallycross? Global Rallycross is a combination of rally cars that normally drive through the woods in stages and go for a long period of time, uh, a combination of dodgem cars, bumper cars, and uh, go-karting. Real short tracks, short course, uh, 10 laps, so it's like a sprint, and it's you know there's a lot of banging and barging. Instead of rally cars being by themselves, driving with a navigator, uh, you've got ten of us on the track at the same time, and there's only really room for two in each corner, sometimes one. And a lot of people try and get in there together and, and try and make room for themselves. So there's a lot of bashing, a lot of barging. Uh, there's some occasionally some rollovers. You will see the cars jump about 60 feet on the jump every lap. Uh, there's dirt section, tarmac. Basically, it's ca- controlled carnage. There's roll cages. We're usually fine every time there's a crash, but there will be carnage. How, how did you get into Global Rallycross, you know, from your previous, because it's a relatively new sport, from your previous life, um, which was? My previous life was a hell of a lot stupider. I'm still doing it right now. Uh, I'm a professional freestyle motocross rider, so I don't have a roll cage on everyday work, but now with Rallycross, I have a roll cage, and, you know, I can flip, crash. I don't want to flip and crash, but if I do, you know, usually I can just laugh it off, where if I fall off my dirt bike from a great height, or under-rotate a backflip, I'm, uh, I'm walking, I'm not walking away actually, I'm getting carted away with a few broken bones and a couple of surgeries, so. How, how many pins do you have in you? Uh, a lot of them have gone in and out, uh, i got nine, nine screws in a plate, my collarbone, a couple of screws in one of my feet, uh, I've had ten knee surgeries, 27 broken bones, three shoulder surgeries. So a roll cage is a good idea these days. Oh man, roll cage is the best thing that ever happened to me. Now what I've, I've had is a is a large damage bill, yeah. <laughs> a lot of scrap car parts. So yeah, no no real injuries from driving yet. I mean, uh, touch wood. So. And there's there's two classes that race this weekend in in Los Angeles, the Port of Los Angeles. Yep. Which one are you in? I'm in the lights class. So I'm a bunch with a bunch of the younger kids that race. You know, they're the up and comers in the sport and. I guess I kind of am too, but I'm a hell of a lot older than them because I've been doing dirt bikes for so long. So I'm just in the entry level class at the moment. 
and then you've got the supercars so they're twice the horsepower twice the fury twice the carnage and um but equally both the races are just as good so um and it's good to have two separate classes because the amount of wrecks that are involved that if they only had one class there'd be quite a few delays while the uh, mechanics were back in the pits putting all the cars back together and do, does having that dirt bike experience really help you out with this on this circuit as opposed to some of these guys that are coming from just open wheel circuits or on the IMSA circuit? A little bit, yes and no. Not, like It gives you a better idea of how to read the dirt and the bumps, but the courses aren't so much dirt orientated that it really comes into play that much. You know, it might you might be able to read something one out of 50 times where it'll give you that little advantage, but for the most part, the courses are all uh, asphalt or tarmac so there is it's basically it's not all about the dirt aspect so my dirt bike stuff really doesn't help mainly just racing knowledge does you know like when i race dirt bikes i'd be um i'd be like 40 guys on the start line at the same time or supercross would be you know in australia 10 guys on the line at the same time real tight intense so that kind of helps out with your awareness about where people are and stuff and you know obviously if you hit someone it doesn't really put you off as much off balance as it did on a dirt bike so is there, is there anybody in particular you're looking into you're looking to crash into this weekend? Uh, I don't want to crash into anyone. I mean, I know there's going to be contact. Ten guys going into the same corner. It's basically bump and shove the whole way. But you know, no intentional running into anybody. No, I don't think anyone's out there to intentionally run into someone. And if they were, they'd probably get belted. So. I say you're not going to like try and show one of these kids like you know that you're you, being the senior man on the circuit. <laughs> you know, the you know. You might have a little something extra to prove to these kids. No, I haven't had anything extra to prove. I just got to prove that I can drive and drive well and drive clean and smart. And you know, they're all the same. Obviously, we all make mistakes here, and you might run into someone unintentionally, and they won't realise it till they've seen a replay that it was an accident. So, hey, you just got to be patient. And if something does happen, wait till you get the gist of what did happen before you go point your fingers and and uh, start throwing spanners around. And, and which, uh, Bilko, which team are you racing for these days? Uh, Reese Millen Racing in the Proof's vehicle, Proof the Powell, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a good weekend, I think, so. And um, you got a Instagram, Twitter, I know you got to go, you got to race, you got Instagram, Twitter, you want people to follow you? Yeah, it's at Bilko FMX, so Bilko FMX, and that's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, yeah, check it out, it's quite entertaining, lots of dirt bikes, lots of carnage, a little bit of rallycross, a little bit of comedy. Just heaps of good shit. Right. Bilko, thank you so much for joining us on the Daily Prisoner Radio. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll watch you at the event on uh, Saturday and Sunday. All right. Hope to see you guys on the podium and I can do a shoey. <laughs> I'm here at K1 Speed in Torrance, California. I'm here with David Higgins, uh, who is an accomplished karting champion, a rally driver, and uh, now races in the Global uh, Red Bull Rallycross Championship. Uh, David, welcome to Daily Turismo Radio Show. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, how, first off, uh, how did you do in the, uh, the karting competition that's going on? Yeah, um, didn't really take it too serious, to be honest. We just, a few of us just having a bit of fun, banging each other around a little bit, and you know, some of the young kids out there are taking it like the fresh from carts. Uh, they're they're like 20 kilos lighter and obviously a little bit faster. So um, it's it's good fun. Like I, I still drive carts at home, but I use like proper shifter carts. So I find when you go from them to the electric carts, it's um, it's very very different. But you know, K1's a great place for for getting people who are not familiar with the sport, gets them in, gets them hooked, and they go on to bigger and better things. So it's um, it's it's, a, it's an important part of of our. Um, 
of our motorsport careers really and and also of the of the industry good so um describe to our listeners uh who might be novices uh what is global uh rallycross yeah rallycross is um is a, is a crazy sport I'm, I'm more from the stage rallying where you're going through the woods you control your own destiny you know you've got your co-driver feed you information rallycross so the, the cars are very similar but like much faster you then throw a load of other guys onto a grid and make a real short race so it's it's you know it's it's like um, rally cars on steroids. You know it's 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 all action. It's it's quick. There's a lot of bumping and barging. Need a fair bit of luck as well. But it's um it's a it's a crazy sport. And um, you know 0 to 60 in 1.8 seconds. You know you you the the cars are, are, are shifting. So when you have a load of other cars around doing the same sort of thing, you you haven't got very much time to 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 make decisions of what you're going to do because you know you leave a gap of half a car and the next car is trying to push its way through so it's it's a tough sport but it, it it's great for the fans and you know it's, that that's what it's all for you know get, bring the people to a stadium see the cars in action and and watch them go and so so what are the big differences from a driver's perspective from going from a conventional rally to this 21st century rallycross in these stadiums yeah it's um, the, the the biggest thing really is like in in rallying you control everything you know you have a good team good co-drive you do good preparation you you can get a good result in in rallycross you can have the best car you can be doing the best thing the best setup but if somebody else decides to influence you by taking you out or hitting you or whatever then then obviously you haven't got full control of everybody else so it's 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 tough um, like that, and that's probably the biggest thing to get used to. The the power of the car is is, is obviously different, but you get, you get used to speed pretty quickly. It, it's the fact that you know you can't take the line that you want to take because somebody else is going to try and sneak in or do something. So it's it's trying to be defensive, drive tight lines so you don't give any gaps. And um, but then obviously you have the same point when you're trying to make a pass. You've got to sometimes do a little bit of um, rubbings racing, certainly in rallycross. And do you still, I, I understand you at least had a racing school at one point in time, rally school. Do you still run it? No, I, um, I sold the school in March this year just because um, you know, I was getting very busy with over here with doing the full rally program. And then we, I was hoping to do more rally cross than what I've actually done this year. But the way things have worked out, the team decided to take more of a development year and do less events and more testing. So um, at the start of the year, I was geared up for doing everything. So there was no way I could still run the rally school at the same time. I still, I still coach guys. I still do some training, and I've been working with the Dirtfish um, guys in the lights car. I was training them up at Willow Springs yesterday, and I still do a lot of coaching at home. But I just don't have the hassle of the, the everyday running of the business. Being one of the older guys here, do you do you mentor some of these younger guys? Yeah, definitely. Um, certainly in the, you know, Dirtfish have been a, a partner of mine for many years now, and. Um, they've got their own sort of junior team as well, and they're, they're, um, I, I help them a lot. So we do a lot of work with them, and it's it's, it's good to, you know, th- there's things that you can you pass on your experience to the guys and try and help them fast track things up. But you know, Dirtfish have been great to me. They're great with the junior team now, and they're also helping my own children who are now started kart racing as well at home. So you know, they've got a good good foundation of the real young people working their way up through and. And then obviously me, who's still winning um, rally championships as well for them. So it's it's good to have that, and it's great to be involved with the younger drivers as well. You know, the, you're seeing the sort of raw talent, but being able to like the things that I didn't know when I was younger. If I knew them now, it'd be so much easier. So if you can pass that experience on to people, then you can, you know, they don't have to learn by the mistakes that, that we made. Okay. All right, David. Hey, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk to us. Um, do you have any Instagram or Twitter or any of the? Uh yeah, you wanna- yeah I'm, on, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and um, both it's um, David Higgins at 75. Okay, all right. Thank you, Thank you David. Thank you.
Okay, joining me now is uh, Cole Keats, who is a former modified Lucas Oil off-road karting racer or champion, and he now races in the Global um, Red Bull Rallycross um, series. Cole, welcome to uh, Daily Turismo Radio Show. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, so, Cole, tell uh, our listeners who don't quite know um, much about your background, uh, when did you start racing and what were you racing? I started three years ago in off-road kart, and like you said, I won the championship in that, and we kind of wanted to find a new sport to do and just keep going up through the ranks, and so we found, Red Bull called us up, and we found out about this Global Rallycross series, so we thought we'd give it a shot, and we're the youngest one in the series, but we're just going for the top. Okay, and so how old are you? Yeah, by youngest on the series, how old are you? Uh, I'm, I'm 15 years old, just turned 15, so uh, the youngest one, and don't even have my permit yet, so <laughs> it's fun. So you're 15 years old, and you're already a champion on a race circuit? Yeah, on the car side, it, for Lucas, was a champion, and now we're just going for podiums and just consistent main events and go from there. So, so because Vince is 40-something, I don't think he's ever won anything. <laughs> 40 yet, I'm almost there. Uh, what is, um, so, so what is, and, and we'll get to the, um, the GRC cars, but what is a, uh, a modified off-road cart? What does that look like? Uh, it's just a small like go-kart with a roll cage, pretty much. And it's got a Yamaha 450 quad motor in it. So we're shifting just like the rally car. But it's a, the highest step for kids. And then you kind of either go to a Pro-Lite, which is a 400-horsepower truck, which is a big step. Or you kind of find a new sport. So I'll be stepping into the Pro-Lite next year. And then I'll also be doing a rally car and then a couple other things. Wow. So how big of a difference is it going from this little cart with a roll cage around you to uh, a, a rally car uh, in, the, in the lights series? That's the cool thing about GRC is like you can have anyone can show up and try it and as long as you have the correct names on your door you can do whatever you want and so coming to the lights car it's pretty cool like it's definitely different because you go from rear wheel drive to all wheel drive so that's definitely different. Uh, lights car is a handbrake which I had to learn with that like just a couple. I'm quick in the dirt that's where I succeed because all my off roading is from dirt tracks. So I'll, I know how to do dirt correctly. It's just I struggle a little bit on tarmac just because I either overcharge the corner or I break too early. I just need to find the happy medium. And so what, uh, I'm sure all, all listeners want to know this, what kind of heavy equipment can you drive? Because I was talking to your mom and dad earlier and they said there's some, some cat. What, 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 what kind of thing can you drive? Um, yeah, my parents own a heavy equipment business. So any heavy equipment between dozers, uh, excavators, loaders, anything like that, I've always grown up with it. Ever since I was born, my parents had equipment. So like, even when I was like five or six, I was manning a big excavator or anything like a man lift, just playing around in the shop. Talk about talk about a toy. That's better than a Tonka. That sounds awesome. Uh, so, so yeah, so I was I was asking your mom if you were like stealing her car to learn to race. I mean, because she said you're just kind of a natural at it. That you just kind of. Your dad and you guys got a cart one day, an off-road cart, and the rest is history. That you just kind of it came to you pretty easily. Yeah, that was my mom's mistake. She let my dad and I go to Vegas by ourselves for an off-road race. So when we went, uh, just watched them, and then found out about the smaller carts before that, and also we bought one that night. Went and raced it later on, and then a year later won the championship. And now we're in the higher carts, and then stepping into a whole bunch of new cars. Wow. Uh, impressive. Uh, we'll uh, see you when you're uh, on the Formula One podium or yeah. something years from now. Or well, what what is the what is your what is your dream? What, what's what are the next big steps for you? Oh, like I wouldn't even expect me doing a lights car. Like, everything's been changing my life so quickly. Like when Red Bull called us up and said they want a young American boy for racing, it's pretty cool. And so we definitely take that a lot really serious. And so I always NASCARs in the back of my head that I want to get to. But Formula cars are pretty cool. Just those things are brave. You have to go all out and just be brave on them. So. 
anything. I'm open to a lot of things, and dirt's always fun. Just it's not as big of a name. So, if as long as Red Bull's with us, we'll go anywhere they want us to me me to go. Excellent. So, uh, do you have any uh, Twitter or Instagram you want to promote? Well, is it, is it even legal for us to promote your Twitter or Instagram? Yeah. Being up 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, you can get me on Instagram at just at Cole Keats, C O L E K E A T T S. Facebook, same thing, and then Twitter is Cole Keats five five three. Okay. All right, Cole. Hey, thank you so much for talking to us after karting, and uh, good luck uh, this weekend at the race. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo and on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio.